All right, welcome to the Illuminati Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Bond. Alongside me, as always, Robert Stieg. And Stieg, it's a very special episode today. We've got the co-founder of College Hunks, All in Junk, Omar Solomon, and USF quarterback, Jaron Williams, on the show. Welcome, guys. How are you guys doing? Oh, man, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah, you know, I, I want to jump right into it. You know, I, I'm, I'm appreciative of the time. First of all, Omar, was USF women's basketball just not available or, or what? You know, I'll tell you what happened. So we actually reached out to the USF women's softball team and they, uh, they turned us down. They, they you know, it was, they felt it was too soon to say yes. And we wanted to move fast and, and we were moving, I think a hundred miles an hour. And the captain just said, Hey, we can't do it next week. And we were disappointed, but we uh, still want to do something with some of uh, the female student athletes over at USF. Oh, fair enough. You know, I, I figured I'd ask. I think I'd, I'd lose my fan card if I, if I didn't ask how you, you guys ended up fast. in Central Florida. You know, this, is the, this is the wild west of NIL. You know, you got to move fast. If you sleep, you might get missed. So uh, it's, it's kind of a fast moving environment and the folks that jump on it will be able to take advantage. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I know you You kind of started out with uh, Derek King down in Miami and you found that, you know, Jaron, how, how did that relationship, you know, Omar from your side and, and Jaron from, from your side, how everything kind of went together? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jaron actually was quarterback at University of Miami. So I was first exposed to him when he was a freshman. He played the Florida Gators the first game of the season. So as an 18 year old, I remember what I was doing when I was a freshman at 18. It certainly wasn't starting in front of uh, national TV at night in front of the Florida Gators. And I saw a guy that had a lot of grit. Uh, it was probably the grittiest performance I'd seen the Miami Hurricanes exhibit in a long time. And uh, Jaron was kind of the heart behind that. So that was my first sort of getting to know him or, or see him as a fan. And then, you know, King and, and the other guys really vouched for him. And we knew he was up here in Tampa and we want to help make the USF great, make the crib great here in Tampa. And, and uh, he's a leader and fits well with the brand. And, and, and Jaron, for yourself, you know, you, you come from Miami, you, you go to Garden City for a semester thinking you're going to be able to play, but COVID kind of ruins that. And you go a full year without, without playing football, without getting hit, anything. And, you know, this NIL, you know, stuff kind of falls into your lap. What was, you know, on your side of things, how was that conversation with Omar and getting kind of everything and in, in put into motion? Um, you know, first for me, you know, I've always been like a huge fan of, you know, what they do and what they stand for. And, you know, it, it caught my eye when I seen uh, my boy Derek Sign and Bubba Bowden. And when they got behind their brand, I really decided to do my due diligence and research more about college hunks. You know, everything they stand for aligns with what I stand for. And I felt like this was a great opportunity for me to, you know, get behind, get behind their uh, business and also opportunity for me to, you know, put my brand out there and, um, you know, learn from great businessmen, just like Omar and uh, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. And it, Jaron, you know, this stuff all kind of came down real quick. I, you know, July 1st hit and it, it felt like, uh, you know, the NFL signing the first day of the signing period. And how has USF kind of helped shape and, and guide you guys during, I mean, this, I've heard it termed the, the wild, wild west of NIL. How, how's, you know, the school kind of helped out in that regard? They've helped out a lot. They've just had like a, a couple of meetings, you know, with, you know, some guys that really sat us down and really kind of ran us through the rules and regulations and how, you know, when we do have a contract, the process of, you know, going through compliance and, you know, just kind of letting us know 
you know, what's in the green and what's in the red, you know, uh, just kind of giving us that fine line. But really, you know, they kind of left it up to us, you know, in terms of what we want to pursue, you know. And that, that's what I think is so cool. You know, we get a chance to, you know, go out there and explore and network and, um, you know, really show that different aspect of us that, you know, that we're more than just, you know, athletes. And there's, there's so much more to us. And, you know, I think it's great, too, just because we get a head start, you know, on the business world. You know, because as athletes, you know, we're, we're just mm-hmm. 100% locked in on football from day to day. So being able to kind of expand and learn and soak it all in and also just be in the community, really get involved and use, use our platform and able to help reach the younger generation, I think is amazing. And it's a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's real wise of you to kind of understand that you know, you're the first wave of, of NIL, right? So whatever you guys kind of set, it's going to be the precedent kind of going forward. Has USF put any, I know some other schools have put some restrictions on, you know, what you can, can't promote. Um, I think Kansas, like you can't do, you know, firearms or anything like that. Has, has USF kind of imposed uh, anything or is it kind of free game for, you know, you know, go get the bag kind of thing? Yeah, we actually had a conversation about that because, you know, I think something came up in the meeting where guys were asking about us being able to align ourselves with like club brands and, you know, with bottles on it and stuff like that. And, you know, coach kind of advised, like, you know, it's not it's not really what the look he wants, you know what I mean? But at the same time, there's no rule saying that we can't do that. So, I mean, it's, it's really kind of free game for us, you know, at South Florida. You know, we've just been taking it in day by day. And I've been really selective in the process, too. You know, I'm not you know, we've been looking for just a very quick design. You know, I really take my time throughout the process and I really want to surround myself with great human beings that have best interest in me as well. You know, and it's like a win-win situation. So I really been taking this process slow and day by day. Absolutely. And Omar, was there, was there like a, a quote unquote, like tampering period where you guys could talk to them or was it, you know, 12.01 AM on July 1, you're reaching out to these, to these folks. Yeah, so sort of the rules, as you all might know, or, or the listeners may not know or, or may know, um, you know, the university can't be involved. It can't be any sort of pay to play or pay for performance. And the way the first deal came about was through a gentleman named Mike Murphy, uh, who owns Murphy Auto Group that has a number of car dealerships here in, in actually up in Augusta, but he lives here in Tampa. And a gentleman named Amon Richards, who is a former wide receiver for the Miami Hurricanes. So Amon had a career-ending injury his sophomore, junior year, I believe, and kind of really has turned the corner and has made the most of it and is doing a lot as a sports agent now and has created a, an amazing agency called Legendary. So shout out to Amon as well. And Amon's obviously got the contact with the players. So he laid it up for us and said, hey, look, you know, these guys, college hunks want you to be the first. They want to make history with you at 1201 down in Miami and sign the contract. So you could have discussions. You just couldn't sign anything until midnight on July 1st, which is what we did with Derek King. Um, and then shortly thereafter, also Bubba Bolden. And so that was kind of what ushered in this new era that we're in now. Absolutely. And, you know, Omar, when, when did you, you know, when did this, you know, college NIL kind of come onto your radar? I know it had been kind of simmering for, for years, but it's, you know, started to pick up some steam probably, you know, during COVID, I think everybody, kind of understood that the things that Jaron and his teammates would have to go through kind of propelled and, and pushed forward this, all right, we need to get this done sooner than later. When did it kind of become a thought for you? Like, 
oh, maybe we can use these guys to, to market our product. Simmering for many years. I never thought it was really fair. College Chunks was born out of a business plan contest. We got $10,000. You know, if we had been student athletes, we wouldn't have been able to accept that. So it always been something in the back of our mind like, and you know, that's crazy. That's not fair. Um, you see 18 and 19 year olds on TikTok and Instagram that are making money that are arguably less talented than, or probably less talented than a lot of these student athletes that are now getting to have that opportunity. So I think from just a moral standpoint, everybody has a right to be an entrepreneur. You know, that's what this country is all about. So why can't a student athlete be one? But in terms of actually getting these deals to the finish line, it was 48 hours. We sat in, in my office uh, with Mike, Mike Murphy and Amon Richards and said, hey, can we do this at midnight on July 1st? And next thing I knew, I was driving down to Miami, literally drafting an agreement in the car as we were driving down. And uh, that's really how it all started. Super excited. I think schools like USF should be really excited about this. You know, Tampa Bay is a big, big market. There's a lot of brands here. There's a lot of businesses here. The opportunity to connect these brands with these athletes at USF is huge. Jaren being the first or one of the first is hopefully going to usher it in and get the comfort level level there with um, the businesses and the athletes. Um, but this is a big, big opportunity, I think, for uh, schools in big markets like Tampa Bay, like Miami, like Washington, D.C., places where you might not see folks competing for national championships year in and year out. I think now you're going to start to see folks compete with the Alabamas and the Clemsons. So I've heard some things online like this is going to make the bigger schools better. And I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I think this is going to bring parity to NCAA sports. I think it's going to, you're going to start to see folks competing for national championships that you've never seen before. Historic black universities being one that, you know, a year or two ago, you never would have thought you would see folks like in, in those schools competing for national championships. I, I believe within 10 to 20 years, you're going to see a school like Howard or FAMU uh, right there in the mix. So it's going to be because of this, and this is going to be a catalyst to that. And so I think it's going to bring parity and, you know, it now is going to also make people think twice about, do I want to go into the draft or do I want to stay in school and, and finish my education? Because I now have some ways to earn some extra income. So I think you're going to see players stay in school longer and uh, you're going to see people competing for championships and sort of being right there in the mix with the Alabamas more often. Because the question is, is, you know, do you want to go sell pizzas in Tuscaloosa or do you don't want to go really you know, connect with major, major corporations in big cities like Tampa and Orlando. And that's going to be what I think ushers in this new era. I, I, I agree with you on that. I think too much has been made of, you know, the rich getting richer, you know, they still only have 25 scholarships to give out. You know, not everyone can get, like, just like now, not everyone can go to Alabama, LSU or other options and being able to, as you, as you mentioned, you know, being able to stay, you know, in school to, you know, get that free education and not have to, you know, from a, you know, middle-class white guy, knowing that a lot of these disenfranchised folks, the, the, the black people who have, have had to make those kind of decisions to get the money now, because for whatever reason, their whatever their situation is, being able to bring in money while they're still in school, getting an education is really going to change some of the things. And uh, Jaron, I, I know this is, you know, far be it for me and to be in my, my realm of expertise, but I, I know that can be a thing. I know a lot of the guys in the locker room, I know a lot of former players have 
kind of thought this was the next step and being able to not have to make such a tough decision, you know, either going pro or, or staying, staying for another year and postponing that, that payout. How has the locker room responded to, to July 1st? It's been such a huge uh, importance for, for everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole lot of ambition in the locker room, you know, and what you said was very big, you know, it, that's a huge decision for, for a lot of us athletes, like, you know, who deciding to go pro or come back another year. And everybody has a different situation. You know, I have a lot of teammates that have kids that, you know, basically they don't have the same kind of guidance that, you know, a lot of us do. They like their parents don't support them the same way. So, you know, the little stipends that, you know, we do end up getting, they pay their rent. And then it's like they, they barely have enough food to get to eat throughout the weeks. So, I mean, this was, this was huge for us just because now it allows us to, you know, get up and go network and really, you know, make some, some, some extra money. So this was, this was huge. And that decision for, uh, you know, kids coming back to um, college instead of going pro. Cause I mean, that's a big factor right there. Like if you can go make this type of money and you have a kid, you know, I mean, you, it's a tough decision. Like you gotta do the best for your kid. But if you are in a good situation where they allow you now to go make money and, you know, the situation's a little bit better on that side, then, you know, now it's a different type of, it's a different type of uh, decision. That, I mean, I think this has been great for us, you know, um, in terms of athletes. It makes our lives a lot easier and better as well. Really allows us to maximize our potential, I feel like, on and off the field. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you think about, you know, Jaron, some of his former teammates, guys that have declared early to the draft and not gotten drafted or gone in the sixth or seventh round and, and sort of missed out on a bigger payday, really just because – solely because of, you know, income and, and, and having that opportunity to at least produce a little bit of income for their family. So, you know, I think, again, this will make people think twice and make better decisions and it's going to bring parity. It's, it's, it's not going to be about the rich getting richer. It's, it's going to bring parity to sports. And it's also going to do a lot. And as you all might've seen the, the female student athletes are signing some of the bigger deals. And so, I think it's going to do a lot for, for women's sports as well. So it's, it's, it's going to bring parity. It's going to bring opportunity for female student athletes. And it's going to, you're going to see folks competing for national championships in the next couple of years that you didn't see in the mix before. No, I agree. And I hopefully, you know, the, all the women's sports at USF kind of take advantage. I know they're, they're always historically strong, so they'll, they'll get there and, Jaren, for for you, like what what really made sense about this partnership? You know, what are your what are your goals? You know, outside of you know representing College Hunks and and frankly getting getting paid for it, what 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 do you hope you know this partnership brings? And you know, kind of your role and your responsibility, you know, in the Tampa Bay market as the guy for College Hunks in Tampa. Right, well, a couple goals in mind. You know, first goal, you know, really, you know, so this is a an awesome opportunity for me to get my brand out there. College Hunks, they have a huge platform and me aligning myself with them, kind of a win-win. So Tampa Bay market, like Omar said, is, is very wide. And I think, you know, with me aligning with them allows everybody else to uh, recognize my brand and it brings a lot of notoriety. And another goal I have too is, you know, I'm always looking for ways to better myself. So, you know, I got a chance to really uh, get around Omar and Mike Murphy. And I mean, hands down, just amazing people. You know, they already in a short time that I've known them already have taught me so much just about life and business. So, you know, I feel like that aligning myself with them has bettered me as a person. 
and help me become a better leader, you know, on and off the field. And just having those those two guys as mentors has been huge for me as well, outside of the uh, other aspects. So, you know, those are two two major goals that, you know, I look for. And also being able to really connect with the community. You know, like I like I say all the time, I feel like I'm very, very unselfish. You know, it's not about me. You know, I'm, I'm always looking for ways that I can give back to the community and use the platform that I have to be a positive influence on the younger younger generation coming up. And to really, you know, let them know that they can accomplish anything they want. You know, it's 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 really up to them. You know, how far you can take this thing. The only limits you have is the limits you put on yourself. So, I think this opportunity allows me to really connect and be a great influence on um, the Tampa Bay community. Yeah, you mentioned being an influence in the community and in Tampa Bay. The the unofficial mayor of Tampa was KJ Sales last year. He, he did great stuff over over the last uh, summer, over the COVID summer, you know, organizing the Unity March. Have you been able to kind of reach out to him and talk to him? I know he kind of left before you kind of got yeah. there, but have you been able to interact with him and kind of pick his brain on, uh, you know, what you guys want to do to accomplish this community? I know he's a local guy and then you're, you're from Georgia, but it, you want to accomplish the same things and, and leave a leave an impact on on, on this community. Right. And I'll be, I haven't connected with him, but I'm glad you said that because, you know, actually I'm going to reach out to him and really pick his mind. And that, that, that would be great for us. Just to, just to sort of pile on there, what we've seen is once, you know, an athlete signs with us is they get more opportunities, you know, and, and not just for themselves, but for their teammates and for the other sports at the school, you know, it's, Hey, the comfort level is there. Okay. We see one guy get a deal the other brands start to come around and then the athletes start to come around. So hopefully the USF softball team says yes and, <laughs> and uh, we can sponsor them because we're ready. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, you know, I'll put in a good word with, uh, with yeah, Ken before he heads to, yeah, before I'll, he I'll heads to Tokyo through. for the Olympics. Oh, is that what is they're, they're heading over there? Yeah. The, the head coach is head coach oh. for team USA. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's a pretty impressive guy. Wow. Been around for forever, but Jaron, I want I want to kind of turn our attention to, to the to the field here. Uh, you know, you're you're coming off a spring where you're learning the system. You're kind of you kind of got thrown into it. You basically went a year without playing football. I think your last game was December of nineteen in that bowl game. Um, you haven't gotten hit. Have Have you tried to convince uh, Coach Weiss and Coach Scott to you know let someone t- give give you a quick lick to just just to feel again to feel something. Yeah, that's that's probably not a conversation, but you know, quarterbacks were never live, and that game, that game feeling is always a little different. But that's why I say, you know, when I'm out there practicing, I treat it like a game. You know, I'm every rep is live, full speed. When I do have pressure, you know, one thing I've I've really been working on is using my feet and treating it as as if I am live. When I tell the guys to give me a little thud, you know, like you don't have to take me to the ground, but you know, you can thud me up. So give me like that, that real live rep, you know, but, you know, being out for a year, I really feel like it was great for me. I, I really, with everything I went through, I, I needed that. It's really made me the person I am today. You know, I'm so thankful to have this opportunity to come here at USF and compete. And, you know, having my first spring in January, being back out there on the field, man, it, was, it felt so good just being back out there with my teammates. And, you know, we've been working our butts off throughout the spring and the summer. You know, we're we're so excited to get fall camp started up here in a couple of weeks and that's going to lead to the season. Yeah, I believe, uh, what, report date is August 3rd. 
Uh, I think you guys start the next day or the day after what's kind of exciting you. I know you're coming into a a one and eight season, you know, you're, it's not, you know, it's not Quentin flowers, you know, it's not coming off a, you know, 10 and two year. It's there. It was, it was a slog at times last year for, for this offense, for this team, you know, given with COVID and everything else, how is the locker room? Because I mean, you know, as well as anyone, a, a bad locker room can kill a team quicker than any, any player, or, you know, coach can, how is the feel within the locker room? How have you kind of blended in with, with the current guys and new guys? I know they brought in like 40 guys since coach Scott's gotten here you know, 18 months ago. Right. Uh, the locker room, like, from, from what I've heard, you know, night and day from what it was last year. And, you know, I see a group of guys that want to win. They want to win. They just need to know all they needed was to see the steps. And what they need to do to, to win. So, you know, bringing, bringing a guy like me in, I feel like I was able to help uh, really reach those guys and set the tone just, just in how to prepare and how to work, you know, on and off the field. And also, you know, just having that relationship, you know, I feel like that's so huge, you know, with my old line and the receivers and the quarterback room. We really have to all be all in and connected. You know, once we're, I feel like once everybody's all buys into what we're uh, selling and we come together. I really see it, it happening as well, too. So I just feel like it's going to be special, you know, when it all finally meshes. But um, it's coming together, and we got a team full of guys that are hungry. You know, this fall is going to be huge for us. I feel like the guys have a great attitude, and everyone's excited about what's to come. And, you know, guys are really starting to connect. And that's something that, you know, coaches haven't seen and, and since they've been here. You know, I feel like we're headed in the right direction. But we just got to go full speed ahead, all guys, no breaks. And this fall is going to be really huge for us, and I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. You know, after after the, the season finale of last year, uh, Devontrez Duke said USF's going 12-0. It was more like the, you know, the, Ma- the Magic Johnson, you know, kind of meme where he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be here for that, but we're going to go 12-0. Do you, do you feel, you know, I mean, this team's got some talent. It, it's not as devoid of talent as it was, you know, maybe two years ago. I know Xavier Weaver had a great spring. Who Who's kind of surprised you uh, through spring, through summer, uh, that maybe you weren't expecting or someone that, you know, USF fans should be watching out for? Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I've been very, very impressed with the whole offensive line. Just their commitment. And, you know, they're all leaders. Everybody on that line, they come in every day and they lead. And I feel like that's just so big, you know, a big part of our offense. And they they really come in and they work hard. And in the spring, watching them guys work and communicate and the, the accountability, accountability level that they have for each other. I mean, that was I've never seen anything like it. But I would say that the old line for sure, like, impressed me by far more than more than anything I've seen since I've been here. Absolutely. You know, as a guy who uh, you had plenty of plenty of times uh, running away from from defenses in Miami, uh, just had to get a little shot in there for the Miami folks. I I know, you know, Florida, I think Duke, I think was another tough one. Is there something mindset wise when you're just kind of getting drilled like that? I think I think you were second 10 times at Florida. You still kind of kept firing. Is there something that kind of you just kind of phase it out and you just keep going regardless of what's, you know, what's really coming at you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I tell those guys every day, I'm gonna give them everything I got. You know, only way I'm going to come off that field is that they, they have to break a leg or they have to carry me off. But, you know, I'm always keep getting back up. And, you know, a lot of the times, you know, when I was getting sacked, you know, when I was at Miami, a lot of that was on me and protections, understanding protections and really understanding how to protect myself. 
So like really getting in that film room and really taking my game to another level um, on the mental aspect is going to be, it has been huge for me in terms of, you know, making sure that I'm protected, you know, especially when you have like a true freshman, you know, a left, a left tackle or like a true freshman, you know, you really kind of got to be that leader on the field. You know, now that I'm an older guy, you know, I've watched a lot more film and kind of understand defenses a, a lot better than I did back when I was 18. So, you know, it, it definitely makes a huge difference. But, you know, I, I always tell those guys, man, like, like I love y'all boys. So, you know, I'm going to give everything I got every single day. Y'all going to get everything out of Darren Williams. So, you know, I make sure they, they know that. It's very personal for me. Absolutely. And, you know, on the flip side of that, anyone looks at that Louisville game in 2019, they they know the potential you have. You set the ACC record in touchdown passes with six. I mean, you lit them up. And I think the RPO was just crucial in that game for you. And I know you've said in, in previous, you know, press conferences that we've, we've interacted in that that's what kind of drew you to Charlie Weiss's offense was being able to utilize the RPO in you know, different things off of it. What excites you about the RPO? I know it's a, I wouldn't say fairly new, but it's a, a newer thing in college football. Uh, what, what makes it so fun to, to use and, and how, how have you guys kind of utilized that at, at USF so far uh, while you've been here? Right. I think the RPO is just so dynamic because it's very, it's a very quarterback friendly option. You know, you have the option that you hand the ball off, you can take the boundary, you can look to the field. So you kind of can find those weaknesses in the defense. You're not just isolated to look here, you know, just one spot. And I think it really allows the quarterback to read the whole field. And, you know, the decision's on him if he wants to hand it or not. So you're kind of like playing point guard out there. And, um, you know, I feel like I thrive in those situations when the ball is in my hand and I have, you know, can make those decisions to put us in uh, good positions. Yeah, I mean, I can say as a, as a as a Miami fan and someone who watched a lot of games, you know, if you give Jaron an offensive line, He's going to do some things. So the USF fans should be very, very excited about what's to come this year. He's got first round talent and um, I just, I'm excited. I, I don't know if the fans are fully have seen it all uh, in action, but when this guy has an O-line, man, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be wild. Man, I appreciate exactly. It. You know, for, for everything, I, I know you caught a lot of flack with how the, how Miami ended, but I mean, you still finished with what, 20, over 2,100 yards, 19 touchdown passes. I think you completed like 61% of your passes. It, it wasn't like you were, I mean, you, you weren't Matt Floyd out there. That's a, that's a thing for some USF fans. That one. I mean, you weren't, you weren't a stiff to, for a lack of a better word. Uh, it, you were able to do some things. And I think that Louisville game, I think was something to really as a USF fan, any fans out there, if you haven't seen what he did against Louisville in 2019, please do it because you're doing yourself a disservice if, if you're just thinking about what, how everything else kind of transpired at, at, after after Miami. Um, it, it was it was something to watch. It was, it was fun to watch at, at lunch today, that's for sure. Jaron, within the quarterback room, there's competition. You know, you got Cade Ford and you have a very talented freshman in Timmy McClain. Travis Marsh has a huge arm and and you guys all threw really well in the spring game and didn't, there was never really a separation between the four of you. I, I know things are going to get whittled down the closer we get to September 2nd, but how is the competition within the quarterback room? And how are you, how do you guys remain friendly, but I still want to beat you and be the starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, in our, in our, in our room, we really have to understand that it's not about us. It's about the team. And, you know, 
whoever coach decides to roll with, you know, hey, we got to be a good teammate and support each other because it's hard out there, man. You know, when, when you're out there by yourself, you know, you feel like the whole world's against you. So, you know, understanding that aspect of it, you know, you really got to sit together and be that support cast for each other because it's bigger than just football. You know what I mean? It's it's bigger than just football. You know, my whole thing, you know, I just really been focusing on getting my stuff ready because, you know, being out of year, I'll be honest, coming into spring, uh, it was really good for me because I got to see what I need to work on. And this summer has been so huge for me. You know, I came in at 240 in the spring. Now I'm down to 210. I'm feeling better than my, my normal self. So, you know, I feel like in the spring, the coaches and, you know, everybody didn't really get a chance to see Jaron Williams. It's because I was still working that that rust off and them kinks out. You know, and I'm just so excited for the fall just because I feel like now they'll be able to really see, you know, my true self and uh, really see what I bring to the table. You know, after such a long layoff, after, you know, you get through your spring practice and you're working, you know, in the summer by yourself with, you know, with some teammates and friends, I know I see you on Instagram kind of posting, you know, post-workout stuff. And I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, every other day or every day, every maybe twice a day, if you can pinpoint it to, you know, one, two, three things, what, what were the things that you wanted to work on this summer before you go and compete for the starting job uh, in August? Really, the biggest thing for me, first off, is getting my weight down. You know, I came in kind of big just because, you know, I haven't been in a, like an actual program and, you know, being at JUCO, being at home, you know, I kind of really didn't have that, that same structure. You know, it, it's a little different when you're out of it for a little minute. And, you know, that's one thing I really had to get better at. And that's just being a pro no matter what the circumstances is. And I had to learn that. So, you know, coming in, I was a little, I was 240 and, um, you know, I'm vegan. Now I'm vegetarian during the week, so I don't eat any meat. I eat a lot of vegetables and it's really helped change my body. And, you know, even incorporating extra workouts throughout the week, you know, running two miles a day after, you know, conditioning, just always looking for ways to continuously work and put myself through that because it's personal for me. Also, too, another thing is just cleaning up my mechanics. You know, there's a lot of things that, that I didn't know that I had changed in my motion. You know, I was throwing with all arm in the spring. I mean, I didn't even notice that. And I, uh, Malik Rozier actually helped point it out to me. And he showed me, you know, my mechanics and tuning all that stuff up. Because, you know, I know I, I, I know what it looks like, but it's kind of hard when you're looking at yourself trying to fix it. And you can have a pro look at it and then tell you. And then, you know, kind of sharpen your mechanics up, you know, like Quincy Avery as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting get with him, letting him tune me up. And now, you know, I'm spinning it, spinning it really good, man. Like, I'm I'm very excited with the progress. And, you know, I'm hungry, humble. And I just want to keep going with this thing and keep working and getting better. You know, those have been my main two goals, really, is just getting my weight down, getting back to myself. Two, also tuning up my mechanics. And then three, just really working on myself every day. You know, I, I want to be the best leader I can be in order to help the team and encourage these guys and let them know that we have a huge opportunity in front of us this year. And we just need everybody bought in. And I just know I got to be that leader on and off the field. That, that makes all the difference in the world. So just really working on myself every day, my mental, just feeding myself that positivity and I'm looking for different ways to better myself as a leader. What was the the hardest thing you had to cut out of your diet? You know, I know I know meat was a big one, but was there any sweets or anything that you had to cut out that you just kind of you hated having to cut out? You know, I, I'll be honest with you, I love wings, hot wings with a little lemon pepper on them. So I really had to cut that out. Like I'll be honest with you, I have one cheat day during the week, and literally Saturday I go like to Peabody's or Salt Shack or something like that. 
Oh, wow. Jared, oh, wow. that's your next. That's your next nil deal. You got to get the chicken wing. What's the best chicken wing in Tampa? <laughs> right. Uh, Which honestly, is it? I don't even know. Who has the best wings in Tampa? So far, I, I mean, I love Peabody. I'll be honest with you. You got to get their heaven and hell wings. Heaven oh, and hell. Okay. Those <laughs> also, get the Highland pepper too. So you know, I'm from Atlanta. That's just that's just our thing. I gotta enjoy that cheat day. You just have one cheat day. You work hard all week. You sacrifice. And then you get one day where you can just have like a little 10 piece, not too, not too crazy, but just enough to, you know, treat yourself a little bit. Yeah. I'm a wing guy too. I, I you know, Tampa needs some work on the wings. Yeah. No, it's, it's mostly like wing. it's you know, change. It's like, wing, I mean, yeah. wing stop is great. My wife loves wing stop, but it, yeah. wing stop there needs to be something. Oh, man. If you think it's all right. Great, you got to come to Atlanta. Oh yeah, Atlanta. There's no competition. Yes. Well, I, I heard allegedly you just go to Magic City for the wings. American, yeah. they got American Deli, uh, Atlanta Best Wings, Wings in a Basket, the Ranch Dance Wings are mm. so good. Whoa, They're making me hungry here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll Tampa will settle for for the best Cuban in, in America. I think that's, that's I think good. that's the staple and. Yeah. Omar, Jared, you both you both know Tampa invented the Cuban. It's the best. It's the best Cuban. Miami's Cubans aren't nearly as good. I, <laughs> Tampa invented it. <laughs> I just learned that. Oh yeah, it, and it's, it's a Tampa staple. Yeah. Jared, has it, has there been? I, I know you know, prior to getting on the call, you, you were at the Rays game. Uh, has you know Champa Bay fever kind of caught you? Have been. I know you've been to Rays games. Have you, have you kind of caught any lightning stuff, or you know, were you were you following along as they they went back to back, or how how has that been? But actually, I, I enjoyed the game so much. I really did. I told Mike, you know, I've never really watched baseball. Like I, I've never really sat down and watched it. You know, I've never, you know, as a kid, I've always been watching Michael Vick. I could just never sit there and watch baseball. So going to that game and really being in that environment and watching it, you know, up close. I mean, I'm a fan now. I love baseball. I love how the pitcher is able to control the whole game. It's all on him when he wants to start to play and pitch it. Just how those guys were swinging that thing, man. It was it was amazing to watch. You know, I had a great time, you know, hearing the fans interact and everything. So, you know, it was a great experience for me. You know, my old lineman came with me too, Dono, big Dono, uh, my left tackle. He was there with me and he enjoyed it as well. I mean, you got a you got a Tampa boy to take you to a Tampa sporting event. I think that's the best the best way to do it at that point. With uh, Donald Jennings taking you out, Gaither grad right there. You know what what is there to accomplish this season? I mean, there's you have so much in front of you. You have a, a massive game against Florida. You know, you start on the road against NC State. It's a, such a good schedule. What you know? What are some of your goals? I know you know win every game, win the conference, go to the national championship game that's you know the ultimate goal but what are some of your personal goals uh either you know on the field off the field what what do you want to accomplish uh this year you know outside of the team aspect yeah so you know my biggest goal i, I really just want to be the best leader to the team you know i want like when, when people ask about me ask my teammates they i want them to say jan is one of the best leaders they've ever known and you know that's one thing i really just been working on with myself just being the best leader i can be and that's been my biggest goal being a great teammate to my teammates and leading those guys in, in all types of adversity, being able to overcome and lead those guys over those humps. So th that's really been my biggest goal. Of course, you know, I want to prove to the country that I am one of the best quarterbacks in the country. You know, I feel like I've been out of, out of, out of here. So, you know, my name kind of, you know, a lot of people haven't been hearing about me like that. So now that I get a chance to, you know, get back on the radar, I really just want to, 
you know, prove myself as one of the best in the country and, you know, really just prove myself right. But, you know, I take it day by day, man. Honestly, I don't even I'm not thinking about the games in October and I'm thinking about today. How can I get better today? How can I help us get one percent better today? And that's really all you can do is just take it a day at a time and really just focus on a day at a time. All right. Yeah, a couple more for me. I know I appreciate the time and I know we've we've gone a little bit. Funniest guy on the team that you you've uh, kind of seen so far. Funniest guy on the team. We got a couple funny guys, man. I would say Day Day's one of the funniest for sure. Day Day's one of the funniest guys to me. Also, Darren Mango. He's hilarious. The running back we just got from, uh, from Colorado. Yep. He's from Detroit, so uh, he has a little accent and everything, but nah, he's a great dude. <laughs> he, he's hilarious to me. He's hilarious. Y'all are going to enjoy him just this year. Yeah. Who's, who's the guy who thinks he's the funniest, but it's just, it just falls flat every time? <laughs> oh, man, he might not like you saying this. <laughs> uh, uh, we got a couple. I'll be honest with you. We got a couple. But if I had to say, it might be my boy C. Will. <laughs> mm. But that's my boy though. Like you know what I'm saying? That's that's my boy. He be throwing some jokes out there. I'm like, I don't know about that one. Perfect. Well, hey, uh Jaron, Omar, I, I really appreciate you guys hopping on and, and you know joining the Bloom Naughty podcast. I think Jaron, you're the first active USF player to actually be on the pod. We've had Michael Kelly, we've happy. had yeah, no, absolutely. We've had Michael Kelly. We've had Charlie Strong's been on here. Jeff Scott. We've had a lot of a lot of people, and I think you're the first active active player. So I, I appreciate you guys jumping on. And you know, I'm going to give you guys the next minute to just pitch college hunks, social, whatever yeah. you guys need to do. You got it. You know, I'm just going to say for the folks watching or listening, listening to Jaron talk. I hope it's evident why. You know, we chose him to be the spokesperson in Tampa for our company. Say no more. I mean, I think he's a leader. He's selfless. Extremely excited for this season. He's going to turn some heads, not just here in Tampa, but across the country. So couldn't be more excited, more grateful. And I hope the folks that got to hear him see why. No, I, mean, I appreciate that, man. That's both ways. Like, I hope everybody gets to see now, you know, kind of what College Hunks is about. And, you know, they can see, you know, by me aligning myself with them and why I align myself with them. I mean, Omar and Mike are outstanding people. That whole organization is outstanding people. And um, I just encourage athletes to, you know, really take advantage of this opportunity. And you want to get connected with great people like this. I mean, it's, it's a great networking opportunity and it's a great way to get connected with the community. So I just encourage all the athletes out there to go ahead and take that next step, you know, and really get that foot in the door. So that's really what I want to say. And uh, I'd like to add a little personal, a uh, little plug for you guys as well. Completely, you know, not not separate from from Jaron and the sponsorships and everything like that with NIL. But I used College Chunks a few months ago, actually, to move from my apartment down in St. Pete up here in Tampa, now next to, uh, to USF Stadium. And I can say, bar none, I've used three or four moving services since I've uh, moved down to Tampa. Best one I've used so far. Seriously, from, from start to finish and... and Nate didn't know I was going to say this. Omar didn't know I was going to say this. Seriously, one of the best moving companies you can use in Tampa. Appreciate the bar. The bar is really low when it comes to other moving companies. So, but I do really appreciate that. <laughs> and hey, if you pay extra. If you pay extra, we might even send Jaron out there to your job. He might move a few things for you. I got you, <laughs> oh, no. man. I got you. Just say the word. Jaren, I, 
I got to move again in a couple months here. I uh, mean, my girlfriend are going to be moving in together. You're going to be the first one I'm going to call. I need you. I need the rest of the USF team to come help us move. I got this really get annoying. The that you got to get the O-line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, me and my O-line, we'll come through, man. We'll, we'll come through. Just, just <laughs> you know, that would be a good commercial, I think, is, is get Jaron and the O-line out and, and do something with the College Hunks truck. So nah, that'd be awesome, man. That would be awesome. Stay tuned. Oh, we'll get that going. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Thanks, again, guys. Omar, Jaron, appreciate you guys hopping on. It's been a blast and uh, good luck with everything. You know, Jaron, we'll be, we'll be following closely. And uh, Omar, I can't appreciate you uh, for, for reaching out and then hooking this up, man. I, it was a lot of fun tonight. Absolutely. Can't wait for the season. Take care. I appreciate y'all for having me again. I had a great time talking to y'all. Thank you for having me. No problem. All right. Well, again, really appreciate Omar Solomon and, and Jaron Williams from, you know, college home, Solomon junk. And then the, maybe the future USF starting quarterback coming on the podcast and, and really uh, shining some light on, on what they're doing over there at college chunks and what Jaron's been able to do in his, you know, I guess what, seven short months at USF. I'm really excited for the season. You know, we, we kind of joked around, uh, you know, after we stopped recording with them, you know, about coming back on after the Florida win and, you know, sure, sure. It may not end to, you know, with a win, but it, it's going to be an interesting season. I'm excited for it. And I, I really appreciate them coming on. It was a lot of fun to, to talk with, with the first, as I said, the first active USF football player to be, to be on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. And Steve, I hope you enjoyed it. I know, I know you were kind of taken over as, as a producer. I hope I didn't steamroll any of your questions. I hope we, we got, we covered everything. No, I mean, every question that I had, Omar, Omar basically answered every single question that I had before I even asked him, because that's just the kind of businessman he is. He, he's light years ahead of everyone. But no, I mean, like you said, it, it's, it's for, for both of us, really. And I'm sure for everyone listening, it's really cool to get the perspective of someone who runs a very successful organization, getting partnered together with a student athlete who, you know, has, has the potential to be just as successful on the field, off the field and kind of meld that relationship together through college athletics. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better to, to listen to, well, for us on a Tuesday, whenever this gets released, but you know, it, it's just, it's really nice to see this new era of not only just college football, but USF athletics and, and the potential that this school, this city and this region really has to just grow and just boom into this metropolis giant of an industry, you know, USF and, and local brands working hand in hand together, you know, it's, it, this is just going to be unreal to watch it unfold in real time. Yeah. I'm excited for it. And, uh, USF fans do yourself a favor. I, I know, uh, we mentioned it when we were talking to Jaron about the 2019 season, not, you know, going as well as, uh, he had hoped or expected, but if you want to see flashes of what this kid can do, look up that Louisville 2019 game, he decimated them. All right. Uh, just, Picked him apart. I think he finished like 15 and 23. I think just under 300 yards, but set that the conference record. Um, I think Sam Howell tied it last year with six, but if everything clicks, this kid could be special. And I can understand why a lot of folks were really excited about him coming, coming on board and competing with Kate Fortin. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun battle here in August to, you know, to figure out who, who it's going to be. And what we're, we're sitting here recording on, on July 20th, we've got, 43-ish days until September 2nd. Let the games begin. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see it. Again, 
appreciate them coming on. Appreciate Robert taking over in, in, in the, the producer role. As, as Vito couldn't make it tonight, he missed a good one, but he'll he'll have fun uh, listening to it as he edits. And uh, again, appreciate you all listening to the Luminati Podcast. Go Bulls! Go Bulls! <laughs>